Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our service. If you'd like to find your place in Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. And the title of the message is Not on My Watch. And may the Lord help us that in the watch that he has given us in this time of our life that we not fail our Savior. And we need to be watching out, not just for ourselves, but for others as well. People are dying and going to hell. And it's our duty to present them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can't force anyone to believe. We can't force anyone to accept Jesus as their Savior. But it is our duty to give the gospel out to every creature. And may the Lord help us to be faithful in doing that. And I want to challenge you to, if you would just say with me, not on my watch, uh, I'm not going to drop the ball. And may the Lord help us. Don't, don't look back in the past. Don't look at all your failures. Don't look at all the lost opportunities. And there's nothing you can do about that, but there's something we can do right now. And there's something that we can just purpose in our hearts and resolve to do right now. And that we're just not going to fail our Savior in this area of giving out the gospel. In Mark chapter 13, I trust you found your place there in your King James Bible. And let's start reading in verse 31. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Well, that's good news right there. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words... The words of our Savior. We have the preserved, inerrant, infallible Word of God in the King James Bible in the English language, and we thank God for that. But of that day, verse 32, and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left this his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work. He's given us a work to do and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. The command has been given to every person, every person that knows our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and he is their Savior, he's given us a command to watch. Four times, if you notice in these verses, four times uh, Jesus has given us that same command to watch. Uh, we're living in the last of the last days, and Jesus is surely coming again. But I wonder how many of us will he find uh, watching? He mentioned the word sleeping, and I'm sure he's going to find a lot of people asleep. A lot of Christians sleeping on the job, sleeping in the work that's been given to them. But I wonder how many people will he find watching. We watch many things, don't we? Well, I tell you, everybody has a cell phone in these days. And it seems that everywhere you go, people have their heads bowed and they're not praying. They're watching, but they're not watching for our Savior to come again. They're watching 
other things. They're distracted by the things of this world. But are we watching for what Jesus expects us to watch? We watch our bank accounts. Well, we watch that closely. You've been hacked. If somebody got a hold of your information there and started using your account, well, you pay close attention to your bank account. You watch that. We watch our investments. We watch our careers. We watch our favorite shows on TV and then the internet. We watch after our favorite sports teams. But are we watching and waiting and working for our Savior? We have three adversaries that we must face daily. The world, the flesh, and the devil. And all of them are watching and waiting and working against us. But what are we doing? Are we at least doing the same? Or are we sleeping? In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He is relentless. He never lets up. And while the Christian's asleep, minding his own business, just doing his little thing, just living for himself, and they just had really, not only are they not looking for Jesus to come back, but they... They're not even paying attention to the adversary that we have that's seeking to devour us. You know, God is looking for some Christians today that'll say, not on my watch. We've heard various world leaders say that. Even our president has said, not on my watch. (laughs) I don't know what watch he was talking about, but But not on my watch, but you know, for many, that's just a statement. For for many, they are watching something, but they're not watching out for the sake of our country. They're watching out for their own interest. The term, not on my watch, comes from a nautical background. On ships, the day and the night are divided into watches. Similar to shifts in other industries and uh, officers took turns being the officer of the watch. And they're responsible for the ship during their shift. Everything that happens on their watch is their responsibility. Even if they didn't directly cause an accident or wrongdoing, it will reflect poorly on them because they were in charge and should have prevented it. The hymn that we just heard played, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning, came from a story of someone failing to do what they were required to do. A great tragedy took place because someone failed on their watch. Let me read this to you. All along America's east and west seaboards, the Gulf Shore and along the Great Lakes region, lighthouses stood on the shore of major harbors. Along with lighthouses, there were also lower lights to guide ships into the harbor. When there were large rocks near the shore, the lower lights helped the pilots to steer clear of them at night. 
lower lights were placed along the shore at even intervals. If a ship was coming into the harbor at night, the pilot would see the evenly spaced lower lights. If there was a gap in the reflection of the lights, that meant that there was a large rock between the ship and the entrance to the harbor. The pilots would avoid sailing in these dark areas knowing that the rocks blocked the lights from showing across the waves. Songwriter, hymn writer Philip Bliss was traveling with the famous evangelist D.L. Moody and while preaching, Mr. Moody told this true story. One dark stormy night on Lake Erie, the winds were howling and the rain was relentless. The waves rolled like mountains and not a star in the sky could be seen. A ship was rolling with the huge waves and was trying to make its way into the Cleveland Harbor. At last, the captain saw the lighthouse for Cleveland Harbor, but he could not see the lower lights. The captain said unto the pilot, Is that Cleveland Harbor? And the pilot responded, Yes, sir, it is Cleveland Harbor. And he asked, Where are the lower lights? He said, they must have gone out, sir. Can you make it into the harbor without the lower lights, asked the captain. And the pilot responded and says, we must, sir, or we will perish in the storm. With a strong hand and with a brave heart, the pilot turned to the ship's wheel toward Cleveland Harbor, but the ship missed the channel and crashed on the rocks. The boat sank and over 200 people lost their lives. Mr. Moody then made an application from this story. He said, brethren, the master will take care of the great lighthouse of salvation, but it's our job to keep the lower lights burning to guide men safely to him. After hearing Mr. Moody tell this story, Philip Bliss wrote the words and music to the beautiful hymn that we heard played, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning. Oh, the first verse goes like this, Brightly beams our Father's mercy from his lighthouse evermore, but to us he gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. Let the lower lights be burning. Send a gleam across the wave. Some poor fainting, struggling seamen, you may rescue, you may save. Verse 2 says, Dark the night of sin has settled. Loud the angry billows roar. Eager eyes are watching, longing for the lights along the shore. Trim your feeble lamp, my brother, some poor seaman tempest-tossed, trying now to make the harbor in the darkness may be lost. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Oh, can 
I just remind you today that if you're a born again child of God, Jesus is looking for some dads, for some moms, for some young people, for some grandparents that are just going to determine that their light is not going to go out on their watch. Oh, in Mark 13 and verse 31, it says, Heaven and earth uh, shall pass away, but my word shall not uh, pass away. How's your watch going when it comes to keeping the commandments, to keeping the word of God? In Psalms 119 and verse 105, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Oh, is the word of God directing your path? Are you walking daily in the light of his word? Hey, can, can I just say that that's a very narrow way. In Proverbs 6.23, it says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. You understand you're the only one that can keep the commandments on your watch. I can't do that for you. Husband, you can't do that for your wife. Wife, you cannot do that for your husband. And to a certain extent, uh, parents can have their children follow in the law of God, but it's ultimately up to that child to obey the commandments and to walk in the light of God's word. Oh, we live in a world that's filled with distractions, more the internet, uh, social media, news, uh, the, the daily responsibilities of life. Uh, and if we're not careful, we can let things uh, that, that are going to pass away, uh, I'm talking about temporal things of this life, uh, distract us from the one thing that will never pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. How's your watch going when it comes to the word of God? The effect the word of God should have in your life. Hey, is your light shining? Well, here's the danger. If the light goes out, if it's not maintained and kept, not only will it cause you to fail, and being who God wants you to be, but would also have an impact on everyone in your area of influence. In the story I just gave, I wonder how that person felt who when he read the local paper the next morning saw that 200 people plus died because they failed in their watch or he failed in his watch to keep the lower lights burning. Oh, people in your area of influence, uh, whether it's in family or school or the workplace, uh, they will suffer if we fail to make much of the word of God on our watch. Are you watching? Jesus, four times in our passage, uh, has given us the commandment to watch. In verse 37, he says, And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. It's not just up to the preacher or the pastor or the deacon or the Sunday school teacher. He said, all must watch. How's your watch going in regards to the word of God? How about, how's your watch in regard to prayer? You know, our prayers are going to come to an end one day. 
In Psalm 72 and verse 20, it says, The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. We're going to have to give an account one day of our prayers. In verse 37, it says, And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldst thou not watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. If we fail on our watch to pray, then we will fail in the hour of temptation. I just wonder what would have happened if Peter had just prayed for one hour. I can't help but to wonder. Now I understand prophecy was going to be fulfilled and, and all these things, but why, why had he just stood firm in that hour? Thank God our Savior never fails. He's interceding on our behalf. Most of our failures are a result of failing to pray on our watch. You know that discouragement sets in when there's a lack of prayer. See, you can't be praying and putting your trust in God and get discouraged. It's impossible. So if someone tells me I'm discouraged, uh, I'm immediately going to say, well, how's your prayer life? How much have you been praying? Because if you're praying and putting your trust and your dependence in God, uh, a God that's so much bigger than any problem that we'll ever face in this world, uh, can I just say you will not get discouraged. Doubts will settle in our mind when we fail to pray. See, when you're going to God in prayer, you have no doubt that God is able to handle that request. Desperation will overtake us when we fail to pray. Or as you read through the Psalms, and many of the Psalms are prayers and have turned into songs in the night and you read the prayers of the different psalmists and many times they came to God when they were overwhelmed. But before they got through praying, their hearts were filled with faith. When we fail to watch in this area of prayer, then defeat is all that we will see. You see, when you pray, you find comfort. You find peace and hope and victory. Not in your circumstances, but in the one you're praying to. How's your watch in this area of prayer? Have you dropped the ball? I wonder how many people have been affected because you've dropped the ball or you've quit. You, you, you failed in your watch when it comes to the Word of God. How many more people could you have influenced? How many more people could you have encouraged just by spending a little bit more time with God and in the Word of God and following His commandments and being right with Him? Well, I wonder how many people have perished because we failed in this watch of prayer. Lastly, as we're waiting on the Lord, and yes, I 
Jesus is coming again, just like he promised. How's your watch in the area of working? Look at verse 34. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants uh, and underlined these words, and to every man his work. We've all been given a work to do. We've been given a work to do on our watch and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Jesus has a work for all to do. And to every man his work. And, and, and it's not up to you to determine what that work is. God has given us a clear command as to what he expects of all his children. As we wait for his coming, we're to be busy in the field. God has given each person a job, a work to do. We're to be faithful in our church attendance. We need to be faithful in our giving of our time and our talents and our treasures and in our witnessing and in our Bible meditation and our prayer life. He says we are to watch. You know, God doesn't call lazy people or unfaithful people or people that are half here half the time and half somewhere else the other time. God will never call those people into greater service for him. They, they, they've chosen to limit God and what God can do with them because they refuse to make themselves available to the Lord. They're failing in their watch is what they're doing. You see, God will not bless our efforts for him if we fail in this area of watching. How's your watch in regard to the word of God? Are you walking in the light of God's word? I just wonder how many people have perished because you've not made much of the word of God on your watch. You're going to meet that again. The judgment seat of Christ will reveal all these things. How's your watch in regard to prayer? I wonder how many people have perished. They didn't make it safely to the harbor because you failed in the area of prayer. How's your watch in regard to your work for him? Are you all in? Are you involved? It would be a shame for Jesus to come back and find any member of this church sleeping. Jesus called Peter out by name. By name. And Jesus is calling you out by name right now. And we're going to have to give an account for what we did on our watch. Jesus is simply looking for some Christians who will just simply have enough love for God to say, not on my watch. I'll keep the lower lights on.
By the grace and help of God, I'll be who God wants me to be. I'll do what God wants me to do. I'll pray. I'll work. And I'll make much of his commandments. How's your light? Is it shining before men? I wonder how many souls have perished because we have been sleeping.